Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedon with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I break down the Chiefs' win versus the rival Raiders and preview Sunday night's game at the Packers. Joe, before we get you know Chiefs at Packers, is of course the matchup of Super Bowl one. And the Super Bowl is a term that Lamar Hunt coined. So, Joe, it's appropriate that I want to start by talking about Chiefs history. During the week of Thanksgiving, uh, I toured the Chiefs Hall of Honor with your friend and former equipment manager, Mike Davidson, uh, guest on our pod before. And, Joe, I know you went uh, you went to it as well during um, uh, the alumni game, but it's amazing. And it's, it's based on these, like, Nike Town-like stores with its strips of – LED screen. So it not only like looks really cool, but like the information, um, you can look at the facts and videos on every game and there's info on every player and many have a, a video. Joe, we watched the one uh, of yours that was like seven minutes long. And so that just shows how extensive they don't have every player. Like you could see Zane Anderson, a, a recent special teamer. There was information on him in the touch screen, but there wasn't video, of course. But contributors like yourself i mean there's video on all these guys it's 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 amazing yeah i mean mike davidson does an unbelievable job with the chiefs hall of fame and and i suggest to any fan who goes to a game or if you can get there while it's open if there's ever an open house and it's not even a game going on is that you go see it it's actually it's almost more fun to go when it is quiet because you get to really see the things that Mike and his team have curated, um, you know, the artifacts, the handwritten letters from Lamar Hunt, the history of how they started the Chiefs and how they started the AFL. I mean, it's unbelievable the things that they've been able to pull together. And and that's that's like the history part, right? Then you die, like you said, you dive into the details that they have on every player who played for the Chiefs and put on a uniform. And it's just really, it's it's really, it's unlike anything I've ever really seen. I gotta be honest, I mean, to me, it's almost, it's 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 just as nice as the, as the Hall of Fame in Canton. And that's just, that's props to Mike Davidson and the crew there to have put this thing together. It's, it's really special. And I know they put a lot of research in it. They visited a lot of Hall of Fames and a lot of sports, you know, history museums and whatnot. And um, they just took the best of all things. And of course, in Kansas City Chiefs class style, you know, under the direction of the Hunt family, they put together just a super A number one type of, of Hall of Fame and history uh, library where fans of all ages can be entertained. I mean, they even had Travis Kelsey's uh, suit that he was uh, wearing on the yeah. Saturday Night Live, uh, you know, Part that he did when he when he was the host on Saturday Night Live, yeah, that pretty was pretty awesome. 
that was one of the highlights to see his suit there was really cool. Joe, the, the video they did on you, which they played for the whole, which Mike played for the whole tour, was really cool. Do you, I mean, there was like, there were shots of your kids. Do you, and video from like, it looked like when you were like drafted or earlier in your career. Do you remember that? Like, do you, do you remember that footage? And did they like have to go to you to kind of get some of those videos and photos? I'm just curious that. Yeah, you know, that was a really special uh, event. Um, Rob Alberino, who, you know, works with mm -hmm. the Chiefs and in, in, in Toss 65 Trap Productions, if I'm getting the name exactly right, um, kind of paraphrasing, but they put that together as a where are they now. Um, when I was on the tour oh, with Dane and Hughes, gotcha. Gotcha. when I was on the tour with Dane and Hughes, uh, Mike also showed Dane and where are they now video that the Chiefs production crew had put together. So we shot that at Big Charlie's in South Philadelphia uh the interview portions uh -huh. and um you know they were in town to get some philly highlights and 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 they uh, uh you know gotcha. they they were able to get some video from me um from college and things like that so yeah it was it was it was a really really fun day to spend with rob and his team um shooting that where are they now type video and um yeah like they they included our family and and everybody in that and it was kind of like just a hey you know here it was a, it was more of a it, for me, it was really the ability to, to, to tell the Kansas City Chiefs fans and, and community how much, you know, Jennifer and I really enjoyed our time in Kansas City. I mean, that's the way that I looked at that, just to show them how much that place means to us and, and always will. But it was it was a really fun day, and I remember it like it was yesterday. It was really cool to see from, uh, during Thanksgiving week. It was, it was it was a fun family thing. I went with my, my wife, my brother. Um, so there are a lot of pen comments. My brother went there, and uh, my uncle – who's a diehard fan, was wearing his Sikkim Chiefs Casey Wolf old school hat. Um, I love it. Joe, did you have – I'm curious, before we get into the uh, before we get into the Packers game and the, the Raiders game, did you have a favorite part of the Hall of Honor? Um, it's, such, it's so cool looking. Yeah, I'd have to say for me, the, the, where my eyes always go and where I end up spending a lot of time you know, when I get to visit it is, is the stuff about Lamar Hunt and the AFL and the creation of the AFL, the merger of the NFL, the artifacts from those days, the brightly colored uniforms and helmets from the creation of the AFL, you know, the stories um, of how, you know, Mr. Hunt, you know, kind of dreamt up the AFL on a plane trip and even had the, the airline stationery that he had borrowed and wrote all the notes on and the funding and how they were going to get funding and all that stuff. I mean, that was just, that was so, that stuff is so precious to where the NFL is today and how how integral, you know, Lamar Hunt was to the creation of the modern day NFL and what we see today. Even though they didn't start out in the NFL, the AFL coming into the league and, and the competition that he brought with that group of guys back then was pretty amazing. And it really did help, you know, really shape what what fans see today. So for me, Jeff, that that's where I always kind of go. I love all the Chiefs history. And, and, you know, the pictures that the busts of, of all the chiefs that are in the ring of honor and, and their stories. But I just, I always get drawn to the history stuff that, that Mike uh, Davidson and his team put together on Lamar Hunt and the creation of the AFL and then the merger with the NFL. Uh, Joe, for me, like obviously the Joe Valero video, I, like, I mean, that, that was, that was up there. That was one of the coolest parts, but I'm right with you that the, the old school stuff, uh, Lamar uh, hunts they actually had his notes his notepad from the american airlines flight where he was putting in the rules and ideas that yep. he wanted for the afl they also had his letter to pete rosell 
um, suggesting that they name the championship trophy after Vince Lombardi. And then um, the, the playbooks they had, Hank Stram's playbook, they had Marty Schottenheimer's playbook, which was so detailed and extensive, <laughs> laying out just kind of an outline. Uh-huh. I was, I'm sure you love that. Um, oh, yeah. And, and then really cool, Joe, the last thing is you kind of got to peek into Clark Hunt's sweet kind of guest room. I didn't know this was a thing that Lamar Hunt had this back in the day where um, he would, this is where he would stay when he was in town. You know, he lived in Texas and Clark is the same way. They don't actually have a house in Kansas city. They have this magnificent, it's more than a, a suite. It's several rooms, it's a workout area. You know, it, it's basically like a super large condo. Um, and so basically you can watch, you know, if he comes in for a Monday night game, he just rolls back on up. Uh, back upstairs, you know, to to call it a night. It's it's really cool. Yeah, and, and for for Chiefs fans, you can Google that. Um, um, Mike Davidson actually, while you're on the tour, will give you and and pardon me for not remembering the exact website or what to Google. But it's if you just go in and Google, yeah. if you just go in and Google like you know Lamar Hunt or Clark Hunt's suite inside Arrowhead, I'm sure with AI it'll find it for you, and it'll show you pictures of it and and the interior and and it is always a special place to go and. You know, Mr. Hunt used to have the families in there for games and when the weather was cold and they'd have family events. And it was just so cool. Oh, he was always so welcoming. But yeah, I mean, that's where the Hunt family lives when they're in Kansas City. They live at the stadium and it's a beautiful, you know, five bedroom, you know, five bath suite and and or condo, like you said. And it's just it's really special to think that an owner of a team would be that committed to an organization and the family atmosphere that they would just, you know, want to live, you know, at the stadium when they're there and they're there a lot. I mean, it's not as if, you know, they pop in, pop out. I mean, the Hunt family is very active in the Kansas city community. So they're always there and that's where they live. And I just think that is so cool. I I can't think of any other NFL team that does that. And um, I just think that is, that is just awesome. Well, before we go on to recap the Raiders game, the holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports and not just the big four. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is being played from MMA to international soccer. Head to bet online today and remember to use our promo code believe B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, you know, the Raiders game was an interesting game that the chiefs had struggled, not scoring in the second half uh, for three consecutive games. This time they struggled early going behind 14 nothing um but then turning it on they they ended their second half scoring issues scoring 17 points in the second half in the 31 17 when joe did you have any worries concerns when they were down 14 nothing i mean you know look when it was 14 nothing my biggest concern and jeff we've been talking about this guy for three years now and we you know he's the guy that keeps me up at night when i think about raiders week with with the with the right you know, right. sort of the, the 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 carousel of QBs that have gone through the Raiders. I, Josh Jacobs. It's I, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Like he's always good he, against the Chiefs. Yeah. He, yeah. And I if, looked up yeah. the stat during that. I think he heading into that game, he averaged four point six seven yards a carry. I was I was like preparing. I'm like, oh man, they're trailing. If this, 
I was confident the Chiefs would pull it out because the same thing happened when they trailed by 17 last year. But I'm like, I'm making notes just in case I have to go that direction with the story. Yeah, but Jeff, you got to think about it though, right? With with uh, with them not being able to score in, in games preceding the Raiders, right? The Chiefs struggling in the second half, even when it was fourteen nothing, and knowing it's the Raiders, and knowing that somehow they're either going to collapse on themselves or the Chiefs are going to pull it out, it was still scary knowing that the Chiefs have not been a great second half team mm-hmm. leading up to that game. So, you know, and Aiden O'Connell was playing pretty well. I mean, he 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 was managing the game. Josh Jacobs, you know, you know, we, he always scares me. He's a big, bruising, powerful back, and he can eat up a lot of clock. That if they got things rolling in the second, you know, second quarter before the Chiefs scored those fourteen points, like they could have gone into halftime easily down fourteen nothing, right? And 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 so for me, that was it. Was you know, I wasn't like giving up. I wasn't giving up, but I was kind of like thinking, man, this is going to be a struggle to get back, knowing what I knew. Then, of course, the Chiefs turned on the gas and they were able to score all those points, which is it's actually very refreshing and, and sort of encouraging that now we know even in a tough game like that on the road, they can score in the second half. So big, big sigh of relief. Look, it's still the Raiders. It's still a great rivalry. Of course, it was going to be a close game for, for a big piece of it. But just like always, when the Chiefs play the Raiders, they, they find a way. The Raiders just seem to... The Chiefs a lot of times are the ones snatching the victory, but a lot of times you got to admit it is the Raiders snatching defeat from the jaws of their own victory. So, and still obviously um, uh, a good victory that Andy Reid was really elated uh, about coming off a short week, Thanksgiving week. He uh, he mentioned uh, the issues with trip to fan, <laughs> the trip to fan hangover. Yeah. I think he even mentioned, um, and, and the Raiders actually, you know, credit to Antonio Pierce, they look like. A better team. This was a cleaner. Yeah. They didn't have any turnovers. They had no penalties. The Raiders. So a nice win. Something I noticed, Joe. This, this was I. We've been talking about a lot. I'm a big fan of Legarius Sneed. The work he's been doing, limiting number one receivers. Um, yeah. He he got worked in the first half by Devonte Adams. I think he had 73 yards mostly mm-hmm. against Sneed, but they basically shut him out in the second half. That that I thought was one of the storylines of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been you know we've been talking about him and what he did to you know to AJ Brown and and uh, what they did to Tyreek Hill and you know it just uh, it's been a good good run for the for the D backs. But you know, look, you're going to have an off game. It's not like it was Devontae Adams. He's he's a great receiver yeah. and and uh, you know so I don't I don't I'm not losing heart there and what he can do going down the stretch here. I think this this defense is, has got it really going on. I really I really think they're a bright spot on this team. Especially the way he, you know, you, you you have to, he deserves criticism for the way the first half went, Sneed did, but the way, um, it was hard for me to kind of ascertain uh, just from what I watched it on TV, um, what, what they did in the second half, but he, he did a great job in the second half. Um, the other storyline, Joe, is Rasheed Rice going over 100 yards, having a th- that really nice 39-yard touchdown. Um, that's, you know, if he's something – um, this, this really changes the outlook, uh, totally. And Joe, I actually, I watched the all 22, but you, you do a great job on that eight ten sports radio spot on Tuesday mornings. And you guys were talking about his touchdown and how MVS was actually, I, I watch this. He, I, I encourage fans to watch it at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh, you kind of need the all 22, but, but anyhow, he was wide open MVS. Um, 
and and um, Mahomes went with Rice, but MVS didn't sulk, even though he was like raising his hand saying, you know, I'm open. He he blocked for Rice on that 39 yard touchdown. Joe, your your thoughts on Rasheed Rice? Oh well, I, I mean, we talked about it on on, on 810 WHB mm-hmm. this morning and uh, on Tuesday, and you know, it, he really. Um, you know, I think what they need to do is go with them. I, I, you know, I think they need to go with the hot hand, just like a basket. We, we use the basketball analogy, right? When somebody's hitting threes, somebody's got the hot hand, you, you know, you got to just go with it. Right. And you've got to play like triangle offense, right? Like that was the thing that separated a lot of like the Chicago Bulls legacy, uh, you know, kind of dynasty teams where they started playing like three man basketball, right? You, you didn't try to play the whole field, right? You didn't try to play all five guys. You, you focused on a triangle, right? One guy in the paint, two guys out on the perimeter and you work that triangle. I don't know. I know it's a very strange, like a stretch analogy to, to sports fans, but that's what I think the chiefs need to do right now is they need to focus on, you know, Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey, and Rasheed Rice and and everything else, everybody else will be supporting cast and until somebody can stop it. Go with the hot hand. They've got to develop a number one wide receiver. And I think Rasheed Rice right now, based on his performance, has, is, is the guy that, you know, they should step up and 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 make him, you know, kind of the the guy. When, when, when you go back and look at the top receivers for the Chiefs, you know, over the course of the, you know, the last 11 games, you know, Kelsey is like six or seven of those games, and that's not good. You know, that's not good for your tight end. And again, I know he's Travis Kelsey. Don't get me wrong. And he's had 124-yard games. He's had 179-yard games. He's still your key marquee receiver, and I do that in air quotes. But like, you know, one game it was MVS. One game it was Sky Moore. Then it was Noah Gray. Then it was Justin Watson. Like, they've got to go with somebody, Jeff, and they've got to, you know, put somebody out there that they know is going to get targeted, that they've got to start to double cover. That will open up Kelsey. That will open up the play action. It will open up Isaiah Pacheco. Go with right. Like my advice, you know, to Matt Nagy and Andy Reid as if they would listen, would be like, guys, go with it. You know, make make him your number one, target him, and it's going to open, it's going to open everything up. And at this point, they might as well. Because they've got to try something, right? They've got to do something with this sort of middling receiving core that's, you know, struggling to find its way. Now the MVS block and, and the lack of sulking is hugely encouraging because I, for all the criticism that this group is getting, they really seem like a tight knit group yeah. of guys that are playing well together as a team. And you, you know, and then you throw Kelsey in the mix as their, you know, as a receiver and, and they really seem to be playing together as a team. So that's, that's important. Um, and, and I think, you know, I think, but they've got to go with the hot hand. I got to say, I, I have to give my fellow Quaker some dap. Justin Watson <laughs> on that catcher after he got lambasted illegally, in my opinion, should have been a, I don't know. I'm no I rules expert, but, you know, yeah. should have been a flag. And, but he gets up, he catches it and he gets right in his face. I'm say, Hey, Quakers can be salty. Like, you know, <laughs> Quakers I know are a, they're a peace loving, you know, people, but there are some warrior Quakers out there. You know, there were some <laughs> fighting Quakers. And, and, you know, Justin represented Penn very well when he got up and got in his face and, and said, you know, I, I don't even know if I want to repeat on this pod what he probably said to him, but, but it was great to see him with that fight in him. And, and, you know, it was really good to see, it was good to see, you know, Justin not getting punished for that or, you know, cause I know, I know Patrick kind of came over real quick to, to his defense and kind of got him out of the fray, but it, it, it was definitely not a, uh, Patrick was definitely not 
reprimanding Justin for what he did. He was kind of like just getting him out so it didn't escalate further. And I, it almost felt like like Patrick felt really good about what Justin did. And that was yeah. just maybe me me reading into it too much. But I was excited to see how that all unfolded, that, that he had – he had that fight in him, and, and hopefully that that team the team picks up on that scrappiness and they keep going in that in that way. Totally, they asked um, the media asked Andy Reid about that uh, on Monday during his press conference. He smirked, kind of chuckled about it, like you know he wasn't bothered by the penalty. And he actually, what he said, Joe, I wrote down. He goes, "I'm good, but I'm not good." Kind of indicating like he's good, he gets that, yeah. but he also you know he can't encourage you know the the 15 yard penalty but like right. yeah, Reed Reed kind of respected the the toughness that he showed so the the, the Chiefs obviously they uh one historic team that they defeated Raiders played in Super Bowl two against the Packers well Super Bowl one was Packers Chiefs we get a a rematch or a dose of history uh this weekend on Sunday night football Joe I think this is one of the toughest games left on their schedule Packers have won two in a row Jordan Love is looking better they have a mini buy after playing on Thanksgiving and, you know, Lambeau Field at night. It's going to be a cold game. It's going to be a loud game. Joe, your take on this. Yeah, I'm excited about it, right? I mean, this is definitely, this game definitely snuck up on me. You know, when you and I have been analyzing this team now for years and 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 we always look at the schedule and we don't circle games because I still live under the Marty era that, you know, your next game is your most important game. But like, you got to admit, like we circled a lot of games, right, Jeff? We, we, we thought about this end stretch. We, of course, the Eagles rematch, Super Bowl rematch. You know, we were, we were, uh, we were chatting a lot about, you know, the whole AFC, Miami, uh, Buffalo, Cincinnati thing, right? That was going on that those powerhouse teams. I mean, obviously the, the, the chiefs don't play Baltimore this year, but, uh, in the regular season, but like we were looking at it and I, I gotta say, I, I kind of overlooked this, this game. And I, I really wasn't thinking about it when, as it was sandwiched between the Eagles Raiders week, Buffalo, who, you know, we know that the, the sort of the importance of that rivalry over the last several years. Then you know that the Burrowhead Cincinnati thing, and then and then this newfound thing we have with the Chargers. Long story long, I kind of overlooked this Green Bay, and and now I'm watching. I'm going back and watching. I watched obviously the Thanksgiving game because it was on, you know, national because of, of Thanksgiving Day. I'm watching the way that they, you know, they beat the Lions, who are playing really good football right now, and I did not expect uh, Green Bay to beat them. Um, you know, I was, uh, I'm, I've been very, you know, and well, it's going to sound weird, but I've been very pleasantly surprised with the development of the Packers and, and Jordan Love. I think he's playing really good football. He's, he's getting better each week. Their defense is coming around. I just think their, their Achilles heel is probably going to be their running game, Jeff. And I don't know if yeah, you agree with, with me or not. It's, just, with it's, it's anemic. It's, yep. it's anemic with not having him. I mean, they're they're just it's pretty anemic running game, and if the Chiefs can get after Jordan Love, because you know Spagnola, Coach Spagnola is going to be dialing up some crazy stuff to get Jordan Love out of his game. He's still a young quarterback, you know, with, with one season under his belt, and, and I'm telling you, they're going to be without a running game, they're going to be throwing the kitchen sink at him, and and it's going to disrupt him a lot. And I think that's going to be the Chiefs' secret sauce in this game. How yeah, and Joe, to your point, one I overlooked it too because I thought you know, like a month ago, Jordan Love like didn't look like the guy. It looked like they were going to have to to find somebody else to ultimately be the successor to um, to the great quarterback lineage they've had. But he's really stepped it up. I loved against the Lions how they came out aggressive. They threw deep on the first play. They scored a touchdown. Didn't look back. Joe, 
your prediction for this game. Give a give us a, a score. You were pretty close with uh, Raiders Chiefs, so give us a score well, and a matchup to watch for uh, Packers Chiefs. Yeah, I, I think I think um, you know I think it's going to be cold. It's Green Bay. It's at night. You know, it is a tough play. You know, it is tough going up there to play. I don't care how good or bad the Packers are. The fans are going to be into it. Um, they're going to love seeing the Chiefs come in. There's going to be some hype around this whole you know, NFL legacy kind of royalty type teams um, playing on, on the primetime game. So I think everybody's going to be amped up. Um, I, I think the Chiefs defense is going to be a little bit too much for Jordan Love to handle. Um, not that they haven't been able to put up points, but um, I think this is a defense like they really haven't seen uh, in a while. So I, I have a feeling it's going to be low scoring for both teams. And I would say this game is like 21 to 10. The Chiefs win this game, you know, because I think it's going to be hard to get things going. You know, it's going to be cold. You know, I hope they target Rice, um, and I hope Patrick, you know, looks for him, and then that opens things up for for Travis and for Isaiah out of the backfield. So I'm thinking 21 10 um, in in sort of a grind game where you know the the Chiefs kind of shut down the Packers offense and and the Chiefs get things going systemically throughout the game. I don't think it's going to be a big, like big scoring quarters. I think it'll be a touchdown here, a touchdown there, and then another touchdown in the, in the second half. And, and the chiefs come out of there with a 2010 victory. We'll take a uh, brief uh, break here, but then a little bit more on the Packers. Joe, I kind of, I'm going to go chiefs in this a little closer 24, 20, I think, but I, you know, I'm looking at this, the score, this, Packers, Bills, I think the Chiefs' schedule gets really easy. And I think they lose one of these last two, one of these next two games, Packers or Bills, and then kind of cruise the rest of the regular season very well. That's probably enough to get the number one seed. Um, right now, the Ravens are number one, but they played one more game and have one more win. And all they've, they've lost all their games to AFC um, uh, opponents. That, that That's beneficial toward the Chiefs. So that that's kind of how... I see this one shaking out. I think it's going to be a good game, much better than we thought a month ago. Um, but, yeah, I, I see the Chiefs barely squeaking it out. Um, and then next week against a, a very desperate Bills team, we'll see. I might I might, I might, might pick the uh, the opposition. Um, and, and it's interesting, Joe, to find out, um, you know, to tie this all together, that uh, the Chiefs are one of the few teams to have a Hall of Honor. Um, the Packers, of course, have a great one as well. I actually uh, worked for the Packers. I wrote for the website, and theirs is magnificent. But th- this just seems – I feel every team should have that. Every NFL team has history. I mean, some obviously the Jaguars and recent team like that, more recent team doesn't have. But pretty much every one, you know, um, has history. You know, certainly you look at our, our divisional opponents, Raiders, Broncos, they, they all should – so. That's just so cool that the Chiefs have that. And um, so, yeah, I was asked because I was asking Mike Davidson, I'm like, did you guys go to a lot of other NFL Hall of Fames? He's like, well, there are other team Hall of Fames. And he's like, yeah, there there aren't as many as you think. And um, anyhow, it's kind of a great way to tie this up, Joe, because when you're talking about history, I mean, it, it doesn't get better than playing at Lambeau Field, uh, Chiefs, Chiefs at Packers on, on, on Sunday. Yeah, definitely, Jeff. And that's a great point. Um, you know, tying history to the present always makes, you know, the fans get a feel for how a team got to where they are, right? And, you know, when I was coaching high school football, I, I always used to tell, 
to try to create some legacy for uh, a high school that like sort of came on the scene as a school that grew in, in recent times, like you're standing on the shoulders of giants, right? Like, you, you know, you, that's how teams get built. That's how dynasties get built. And, you know, there's a culture embedded in, in organizations and that's why there's, you know, they're, that's why not everybody in the league has won a Super Bowl, and it's it seems to to have repeat Super Bowl teams because they they build that culture, they build that that sort of dynasty feel, and you know it creates that championship DNA. So I, I think it's awesome to tie that back, and it gives all the fans of all ages a chance to see where a team has been, and and it gets a lot of fans to relive. I could only imagine, you know, somebody just take my era, right? Like a a twenty year old you know, who now has children to get to take their sons or daughters to the hall of fame and say, Hey, those are the players that I watched when I was your age. Right. Like that to me is just so cool that you can, that somebody like Mike Davidson will tie back that history and gives everybody a chance to really be a part of the organization. And and I just, my hats off to them for, for creating, you know, one of the best hall of fames um, in the NFL. Last thing, did you ever play at Lambeau? Um, I know we played in in we played the Packers in preseason because I, I know we played in um, we played them in Milwaukee for a preseason game where we were on we were on the same sideline which was the most bizarre thing I've ever done in, <laughs> in my football career because I don't even remember that happening in Little League where during the game you take one half of the sideline from like the thirty yard line down and then the other the Packers took the other side that was for that was for a preseason game. I don't think Jeff that I ever had a chance to play at Lambeau Field. It's one of the one of the few fields that I didn't get a chance to uh, to get my feet on. Gotcha. Well, the current Chiefs will this Sunday night. And if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on we're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Go Chiefs! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.